0: Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire. And I want to welcome you to the Game Changers podcast hosted by Michelle Dutrow. I personally cannot speak more highly of the value of mentorship and this podcast will bring you some of the best. If you want some inspiration back with strategy of how to make your vision a reality, stay tuned and prepare to ignite. Welcome, everybody, to this week's Game Changer podcast. My name is Michelle Dutro. I am your host. And I have yet another fantastic guest to bring you here today in Stacey Cross. Let me tell you, just by the name alone, I knew we had great things in common. Um, You see, there is this entity called Comfort Killers. And if you know anything about me, you know I am a big advocate of getting out of your comfort zone, taking risks, trying things that are new. It's the only way that you're going to grow truly into the best version of yourself. And so in my research into what <clears throat> is offered here by Comfort Killers and what is being done, I will tell you I was thrilled to know that this interview is actually going to happen. So Stacy, this is a real high-level overview of kind of what you have going on, but I want to dive into a little more. More about you, what you're you're currently doing out there in uh, Philadelphia, and really, what in the world your journey was like for you to get to where you are now.
1: Thank you so much. First of all, Michelle, you are my first ever interviewer, and I am I'm so happy to be your first. Well, my first interview process in a, such a big podcast show with a name like The Game Changer. It is an honor. And I appreciate it greatly. I am Stacey Cross. There is no E in my name. I am 34 years old, of course, living in Philadelphia. You hit it right on... The button when you said the comfort killers is an entity that smashes comfort zones, teaches people that the only true growth in life is one that comes from a place of uncomfort, uncomfortness. If that's a word, then we're going to just add it to the dictionary. I'm just going to make it up right now because that's what I've been doing. I've been making it up as I go along and trusting the universe to put everything in the right path for me. So the comfort killers, I started this brand and journey really for myself as to experience life on a different mindset and a different perspective. I walked out of. I walked clean out of a seminar one day. It was actually um, February 14th, Valentine's Day. I went to a seminar here in Philadelphia and I walked out and I said, you know what? The best thing that I need to do with my time is to act, is to create something, is to use this time to give back and to make my life better. There's nothing that this seminar could do for me if I can't do it for myself. So that's what really set uh, fire to this journey, set fire and um, to the Comfort Killers brand, and it's been a wild ride ever since taking that step. So, how long ago was
0: that? Out of curiosity, that you walked out of that seminar.
1: It was uh, February uh, 14th this year, 2016. So only Just really this a few year. Months. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And it was scary uh, to think that, you know what, I'm going to just do it and I'm going to go all in. I'm going to risk everything for what I believe in. And I had to make a mission, a goal big enough to complement that kind of uh, activity.
0: Okay. So tell me this, plenty of people, I mean, you were obviously in the seminar with, I don't know if it was 10 of the people, hundreds or thousands, but plenty of people left that seminar and did nothing else other than, you know, maybe applaud at the end and go, oh, that was interesting, good use of of my afternoon yeah. you on the other hand which which is absolutely a huge point to make, it matters nothing what you do with your knowledge if you're not going to be willing to take massive action on it. Yes. So what happened in that moment compared to whatever else prior, right? Because there are people right now listening going, well, God, I'd like to do that, but I don't know my first step or I don't know this or I don't know that. Again, I don't really know that I want to get out of my comfort zone. What happened though in that moment on that February 14th compared to anything else in the past where before you did just kind of maybe take your notes home and, you know, go on about your life the next day, but this day was different. Why? What was your breaking point?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because I actually (laughs) wrote about that very thing. What changed? What was the change there? And the difference was I'm looking around the room and it's a free seminar, of course. And I think, you know, you have to invest in yourself to a level of belief. So I, I looked around the room and I said, how many people go to these seminars constantly? They keep going. They keep coming back. They keep applauding. They keep buying the same products. Why do they keep going? So I started asking my question. And then I realized that there's an audience there that really don't know what to do after they leave the seminars. They're stuck. That's why they keep going back and they're really not getting providing the information to really move to the next level. So that's the basis of why the comfort killers and how it started was I'm looking around the room and I realized these are the same people. And I spoke to a few in the lobby area during the breaks. And I asked them questions and I said, you know what, how many seminars did you go to this year? What are you doing? And to get the same answers, it's almost like, wow, they kind of come, they get the motivation, they get the boost, they go home and they lose it. So that's the space that I wanted to create from. They needed to get uncomfortable. And for them to get uncomfortable, I needed to get uncomfortable. And that's why I never went back.
0: Okay. so let's go back. Let's, um, we're going to, we're going to put a pin in this and we're going to come back to this here in a second, but let's roll back in the story of your life. Yeah. Would you consider your life to have been a comfortable one, an uncomfortable one? So walk me yeah. through just understanding your mindset of, of how you got to where you are now. Cause everybody's got a story, right?
1: Right. Sure thing.
0: So yours, how would you describe your overall life experience and why?
1: Okay. So I'm a big, I was a big, procrastinator. So I started a few companies. I was living in Jersey before I moved to Philadelphia and I moved with the resource center and I call the resource center, my employer. I don't work for anyone. I work with them. So anytime in conversation, I change that. And I say, I worked with my resource center, moving here to Philadelphia. That's really at the point where the the life journey really started for me. I moved to the Delaware area and I was just meditating a lot. I was trying to figure out what do I I want to do in life you know when you're chasing your passion you're trying to go deeper into your higher self to figure out what is what are you on this planet for now I was coming from a place where I wrote a lot I started some businesses it failed I failed it's just this recycling um, method over and over so I realized that you know I look I look up small words instead of big words I look up these small words like fear like confidence I look up growth these are words that I look up on a daily basis to find the roots because I believe that you're either doing the opposite of that living in a dual duality world. So I, uh, I went to Delaware and I started this heavy meditating and I started appreciating life for what it is. And I started understanding who I was and what frame of mind to operate from. And that's when the awakening started for me. Uh, it was one day I was meditating And out of nowhere, I went in a zone and I can't explain it because of course, it's my own personal Journey, but something happened. Something shifted for me. My right ear started ringing with tones and, and these pulsations. It was very real, and it happened for all about a second, but it felt like minutes. I had to tell myself to stop because I didn't understand it. I was scared. But when I woke up out of that, I saw everything clearly, and um, and, and my my heightened awareness of everything and my love for everything. It was almost a scary moment that shifted my life but I wanted this I've been asking for it so upon failing and failing I realized that the reason that I kept failing the reason why I kept procrastinating the reason why I kept stopping and starting over was because I didn't put enough action and momentum and drive and there wasn't a bigger purpose to all that I was doing before the purpose the mission was the difference between now and my old self
0: Okay, so boy, there's uh, a few different uh, paths I want to go down with you because the things that you're saying are really crucial for people to wrap their head around and get. So I want to I want to back up just to the concept of meditation. Most people get lost in, they think that everybody who meditates or you know, spends time really just in complete silence, right? No input, no TV, no email, no phone, no nothing, just silence, if you don't like the word meditation, just there. They think that somehow, if you start to become some airy fairy tree hugger, right, like some throwback from the seventies, you're gonna right. lose your passion, your drive, and your, your go get attitude, that that those two are polar opposites of one another, which I completely disagree with. I think that, that, that drive and that mission and that purpose, all of those answers lie within us. They actually don't lie in a seminar or a book or even a podcast, right? Everything right. that you have is within you. And if you don't tune in periodically and certainly regularly for a period of time, y- you're going to miss it. You're, you're constantly going to be in this search going nowhere. So I love the fact that you are as driven and as passionate as you are, yet these answers came to you in silence. Yes. So in that, tell me about your meditation practice, how long that's been going on, what even got you started on it? Because there's a group of people right now listening, I'm going to tell you that still think that this is, like I said, very woo-woo and airy-fairy and they don't have it as part of their daily practice. So just in that aspect of your life, how did that come to be and how important is it for you still today?
1: Right. And, um, you know, I um, I started meditating about two years ago, but I was one of these meditators that, you know, it on YouTube. I like to kind of wake up in gratitude. So you get the you go on YouTube and you find the guided meditation and then I'll just listen to it until I got better at it. I never knew I was actually getting better at it uh, to actually sit there and have no thoughts is very hard. It's very hard to to find that place. So it was a while that I was meditating, first starting off with 10 minutes. Oh man, this is not working. What am I doing here? I'll just rather go out and do something else. Um, and then I realized that it, ha- it it comes from a place of total total gratitude. It comes from this place of wanting and desire and um, and understanding. So when I started, of course, I, I started just like many of your listeners. Um, I didn't believe it. What What is this? What is the third eye? What's going to happen to me? I was kind of fearful of going into that state um, until I got better at it. And of course, YouTube videos helped me out a lot and and then really I wanted to change my mindset so my biggest meditation game changer is finding the the guided meditation that changed my mindset believing these affirmations so affirmations was a huge part of my meditation they would mostly be guided meditations until I just slipped and started meditation meditating with zero anything without the YouTube video, without the um, the guides, without anything. I would just sit there and getting a state. And it was very, And it's hard for me to explain. I'm trying to figure out how I got started to the end game, but there's really just this practice of just being in self. And I believe it has everything to do with me finding that purpose and taking action. It has, it's still a big part of my life.
0: So let's talk about what's your daily life. So, uh, you know, I think that most people who are insanely successful have a regular morning practice that they take control of their day, they take control of their life, right? They don't just show up and haphazardly wonder what's going to wind up coming chaotically into their day every day. It really is with great intent and mission and purpose. So for you, what what is a ritual or things that are really insanely important for you? to do, whether it's every morning or every night before you go to bed, but what are some must-haves that you incorporate into your day every day?
1: Yeah. And, um, my day starts the day before my next day today, our podcast this day, today, six twenty, started yesterday for me. So every night, um, I would go through my, uh, my schedule and I, and I, I'm, I'm very keen to not fill up my schedule as a part to, you know, and to accept, All those instant gratification things, the family, the friends, to be able to accept that and bring them in your schedule as well and not to block out, not to live everything by the minute, by the second. But I start my day. The night before. And I write down my goals. And my goal is so huge that it scares me every night I need to write it down. So I want to start that going to bed with those on top of my mind as well as in my subconscious. When I get up in the morning, I get up about 5 to 5.15 every morning. And I made that a discipline. And it started about six six months ago to a year where it took me to just naturally get up at this time. And I have a I, I write down my targets of the day and i rewrite my goals for the day then i take a step outside to my backyard it's the birds are singing they are waiting for me and i try to beat the sun up and i try to beat the birds up and i never quite got to around to beating the birds up because they're always there but i allow them to talk to me i allow the energy of outside nature to come through me and i sit there for about five to 10 minutes, drink my coffee, and come back and work on my schedule for the day. So the very things that I need is to do it in the night, and then wake up, as soon as I wake up, I write three things that I'm grateful for for the day. I write my goals down, I rewrite them, and and I make today's targets. And those are the things that really set me in motion for the rest of the day.
0: So you've talked about gratitude several times. I also yes. am a believer that you are never going to get anything in your life without being incredibly grateful for what you already have. So gratitude, how long has that been a practice? And how have you seen that over time really change and and drive your mission even farther because of a gratitude practice?
1: Oh, uh, gratitude is, I mean, um, every, every morning I wake up, I think about how many people didn't wake up. And I realized that I am not, if I'm not dead, that means I'm not I'm done. So just waking up with the mindset that, I, wow, I am alive again. I have another chance to advance, another chance to create, another chance to change the world. That I'm, I'm just so grateful for that opportunity. So every day I wake up with this burst of energy. Gratitude really started to hone in about uh, a year ago where little things would, I'd be grateful for such as maybe I seen a butterfly. Why did that butterfly come into my universe at this very specific time? I am happy for it. And I know that's a little woozy and I'm taking it back to nature, but it's the little things. When my mom calls me and just out of nowhere, I'm grateful for that. Uh, When I see an old friend and we got a chance to speak, I'm grateful for that. So I come from a place of giving. How can I give more? How can I create more to give more? I never come from a place of just, uh, just you know, expecting something for what I'm doing. I always never come from a place of expectancy. It's always, how can I give more? Because that has helped me in my journey to be able to receive and to be able to stop being afraid of receiving. So I'm, it, it, the more gratitude that I place out in the universe, it comes right back in direct proportion. And I'm grateful for that as well. So gratitude has been is a huge part of my, my growth, huge part of my life. And every day, like I said, the energy just starts with being able to be alive and I'm so thankful for the uh, another opportunity.
0: Okay, Stacy. Now Anybody listening can hear your level of passion and enthusiasm for life, which I wish was just, I hope, is contagious beyond measure, and it really does spark and ignite people to live at a much higher level. That said, you've talked about gratitude being around for the last year-ish, meditation for about the last year-ish, this drive which started really flipping a switch just a handful of months ago. So all of this is relatively new in your world. Like, literally, we're going back a year, maybe a year and a half. I'm going to ask the same question I asked, not only what happened on February 14th, of this year, but if all of this meditation and gratitude and a way of being and a way of showing up is relatively recent, what happened?
1: (sighs) Wow. What happened? What happened to me um, on February 14th or just what happened? Yeah, because all
0: this, the meditation and the gratitude, all your reference point is roughly about a year to year and a half ago, which means three years ago, if I was talking to you, it would not be this conversation.
1: Yeah, it would, (laughs) you're right. So action happens. Um, just, Just acting on gratitude. Um, I've always wanted to be grateful. I always wanted to have gratitude, always have love. We always have this inside of us, but we're actually acting on these things, these very things. I'm acting to not just walk out of that seminar, but to create. I wrote an ebook in one day just because I acted. I had a goal to finish it. I acted. Um, I wrote 22 affirmations the same day. These things just evolve action. So what happened, really, honestly, was
0: action. So out of nowhere because I'm going to tell you and the reason I'm I'm really driving on this is I know for a fact there are a lot of people listening right now who are thinking in their mind as they're driving to work in that job that they hate, in a car they can't stand, leaving a home they don't like, a neighborhood they don't like, and maybe a family that they're not uh, too thrilled about. So you have an overall life that, that is out of a one to 10, potentially a one to two on a, on a happiness scale. And mm-hmm. someone's listening to this saying how in the world of a handful of years ago, she's not making any of these reference points that, you know, she was meditating and grateful and all of this stuff, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, this is all relatively recent. And so how in the world people get from where they are, and we're certainly going to wind up talking about exactly this, how to get out of your own way and get out of your comfort zone. But I think people learn from firsthand knowledge of how did you do it? And something I have to believe a couple of years ago, either you got so sick and tired of being sick and tired, something Mm. happened a few years ago to say, I'm not living this way anymore. And I'm going to start seeking other things, whether this is tuning in meditation, right? right? So some event happened a couple of years ago. Something did the click,
1: the click. All right, here goes the click, the big change. And that goes for anyone driving in their car, sick and tired of everything. So I was doing the same things. What I was doing was wasting my life away. Most of it in the casinos. Okay, this is what happened to me. So I am now depressed, guilty, sad, emotionally unstable, and I don't like the feeling. I hate the feeling. How can I change this feeling? Again, I go back to looking these things up. Why am I constantly doing the same things? How do I get uncomfortable? How do I change my behavior? How do I create discipline for myself? How do I get uncomfortable? And this is the piece. And when I was listening to podcasts, when I was reading my books, I always have the same question. How does that person get from point A to point B? How did that person change one day? Where is the light switch? Show me the light switch. I want to flick it off in my life. And it takes the very consciousness and awareness of you doing something. So you got to get real. I had to confront my very things that made me feel guilty, made me feel depressed, because I think what goes on in our life is we know we want the change, but we're unable to confront the very things that makes us unhappy. This is why we are unhappy. So that's what I did. I confronted it. I made a decision. I said, you know what? I'm going to change. How do I change, Stacey? I don't know. And, this, and it's 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 very it's, it was it took me doing that. First, I had to confront the area that I did not. I wasn't pleased with. I wanted a difference. I wanted to change my life. And I got real with myself. And I think it's that piece that gets you real, gets you so motivated to change that you're able to accept responsibility for your life. And that's what I did. I started accepting the responsibility. I am here because I put myself here, not the government, not my friends, not my parents, not my situations, not my experiences. I did this to myself. I got me to this point in my life. Now, if I accept that, if I confront it, I am able to change it. And I think that's a big piece of it is knowing and accepting the responsibility that you created everything in your life. So, Michelle, I had to accept it first. And that's really what changed it is because I was walking around believing that other people created that for me. You know, the reason why I didn't I, I didn't make it in my previous business is because I didn't have the right partners. It's because, you know, I didn't learn enough of this, 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 this piece here that would move me to the next level. I blamed everyone and everything other than myself. So at this p- moment in my life, the year that we're talking about, the, the year and a half, the two years, I, li- I started to accept the responsibility. I'm going to move. Where are you going to move, Stacy? I'm going to move to the best place in Philadelphia. Stace, could you afford that? No, but I'm, I'm going to move anyway. It's taking the risks now because I know that my environment will create the absolute, the very thing that I'm looking for. So I trusted the universe in my decision. I trusted myself. But first I had to confront the click was being depressed, being sick and tired of being sick and tired, being in the same place, being in a cycle, the cycle of doom, that hamster wheel, the hamster wheel that we hate so much. I had to get uncomfortable and getting uncomfortable really started with me confronting the very things I was scared to confront.
0: So everybody who's listening out there, I I have preached and talked about and drilled down honesty and honesty starting and being real with yourself. And this key point, I hope you all go back and hit the rewind button and listen to this whole section all over again, because... Stacey, you of all people know that if you're going to blame others, right, then that means you also are giving the responsibility for others to make your life better. Because if the blame lies elsewhere, then the help and the turning things around lies elsewhere, and and that means you have no control. You have no control. You're turning it all over to your financial advisor, your doctors, your whomever. Everybody seems to be more responsible for your life than what you are. And that is, I, I of all the things that I, in my mind, that could be the absolute worst in this world, is not taking responsibility. Because when you don't take full responsibility, it means you also don't take full control over being able to create the change that you want. And this key point right here to me is everything. So you know, if you're listening, this was, this was not rehearsed. And I didn't know this was the path we were going down. It's the single most important one I think that can ever be made, which is exactly that owning every single thing that is currently in your life is your doing good, bad, or indifferent. It is all you're doing. And once you get that, just like Stacy said, once you get that, now you have the power and the ability to change it. And not until then, not until that moment. So this story is phenomenal. I'm going to reference this podcast a thousand times over to get people to go back to listen of somebody who literally did flip a switch of saying, this is the answers are no longer, the blame and the answers are not external of me, right? The responsibility and the purpose and the meaning are all within me, all of it. So your story is a phenomenal one. Now, if somebody's sitting here saying, okay, I want to connect more, I want to learn more, I want to take action, how can they find you? And tell everybody a little bit more about what you're doing right now in order to help people get out of that rat race and to create a life that they truly love.
1: Thank you so much. Um, my mission in life is to teach millions how to get uncomfortable, to think better, to act better, and to live better. That is why I started the ComfortKillers.com. And I know it sounds uh, negative. To me, it's the negative word is comfort. Another negative word is killers. And in this case, two negatives does equal a positive. My name is Stacy Cross. Uh, You can find me on Twitter, all the social, uh, Stacey A. Cross. There's no E in my name. And my email is stacy at thecomfortkillers.com. And what we're trying to do is... Is one person at a time because having a mission so big, uh, teaching millions how to get uncomfortable, I know, first of all, I got to start with myself and I got to start with the one person, the two person in order to get to a million. I have to touch a 300 first. So the experience and the value, the value is in my experience with this brand. Like I said, it started only. Few months ago, February 14th, on Valentine's Day, I walked out of the seminar. I said, I'm gonna build a company that teaches people that they could do it for themselves. They don't need another program, they don't need to invest in another another seminar, another free seminar, investing their time. They could really sit and do it themselves. And I want training materials to help them. I wrote an ebook that could help you. Webinars, every day I am on a search for comfortable people, in order to help them get uncomfortable. Just opening my office, recalling at the Comfort Killer Center here in Philadelphia, this Wednesday will be the first day. If I said to myself last year that I'm gonna be opening an office for a company I had no idea about this year, tomorrow, I would be totally in shock. That's how fast the universe moves when you have a definitive purpose. So that's my goal. And my mission is so scary that every day I'm on a hunt. I am on a hunt for those comfortable people living in a comfortable mindset, unwilling to change, thinking everything is external. So that's how you find me. I have tools and resources necessary to help you get uncomfortable as well as I open my calendar to all, And that's why I don't tie my calendar down every minute, every seconds, because I open it for someone to just drop their name in my, and set a time and able to talk to me for 30 minutes to an hour. I am here for people. I'm here for humanity. I am here to be the conscious shift of the entire universe to know that it lies within ourselves. So we should seek the the good in the universe and we'll only see the good in ourselves. So that's how you find me.
0: I love it. Okay, Stacey, as I said, we end every show with the last two questions. I have a feeling I know what you're gonna say to at least this first one, but here we go. Someone is listening right now. And just like I said, they're they're driving to that dreaded job that they really uh, can't stand and, and would love to have the energy and the passion that you do about the life they are leading right now in this minute. If you could give that person one single piece of advice, what would that be?
1: I would say if you are not dead, you are not done. You are here for something extraordinary. It may be lying so deep inside that you can't see it, but you have to start asking the right uh, questions to yourself. You You have to desire wanting more, being more, living more. You need to want to be better. So the answer is there, know that if you're alive, if you're hearing this right now, you are not done. There's something magnificent, extraordinary, amazing, waiting for you, you just have to open the door. And if you need help opening that door, you must get uncomfortable to find it. There's something that's blocking that and you have to get uncomfortable to find it. And I'm here to help.
0: I love it. Okay, last and final question. Out of your entire journey of life, of everything that has brought you to this very moment right now, what is the one thing you absolutely believe to be true? Hmm.
1: The truth in my life, and I see it all the time, and we read about it all the time. We read about people making it, um, becoming millionaires, doing what they love, following their passion. We read about it. We're We're trying to understand how they got there, and I think I figured it out, and the truth is action. The figuring it out part, leave it to the universe, leave it to failure, leave it to experience, leave it up to your new self to figure out. Because my old self could not figure out where I am today. I couldn't see it, but I acted, I trusted, and I was honest. So it's the one thing that you need to do is just act. Be, think it, do it, love it, live it, be better, be great.
0: Well, everybody, if that didn't fire you up. And inspire you to truly think about your life in a different way. And if it's doable, Stacy, I know you agree with this. If it's doable for one person, it's doable for every person. And if you can do it, anybody who's listening here can. But to your point, you got to not listen to this. Get out of your car, walk into your desk, and do nothing different for the remainder of the day or tomorrow. Today's got to be the day you do something different. Today's got to be the day you get uncomfortable. You do something different. You make a call. Maybe you quit that job. I don't know what it is, but you do something different or your life is going to be a repetitive groundhog day of the same thing over and over and over and over. I can't imagine anything worse. I know, Stacey, you agree completely. And I love immensely our time together. So truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for sharing your past and your energy with the audience. It means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Definitely.
0: Absolutely. I look forward to us crossing paths again. I know that we will. And for everybody listening, for the time that you gave us today, thank you so much for listening to the Game Changer podcast. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Game Changers podcast. The next step is to hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode or any of our incredible guests. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.